everyone, and welcome back to Buzzing About Romance. Um, just real just quick, squeak. we had a... I kind of did. I don't know. He's <laughs> going through puberty. Hot out, hot out the gates here. It's my fancy <laughs> voice for the podcast. Um, a bit of a scheduling note. We had um, changed some things up for this episode. Uh, so today for this episode we are joined uh it's becky and leah hey leah i guess i didn't say hello to you you didn't say hi to me but i but i talk so they know i'm here (laughs) um but joining us for this episode are our book besties duchess katie and lady sadie welcome back to the podcast ladies i just love it when you guys come to hang out with us um anyway (laughs) Ready to rage. <laughs> Katie's opening the white claw. It's Friday night. Mm. Um, some of us pre-gamed with wine. <laughs> some with coffee. Others with root beer Ooh. floats. That's right. <laughs> All it was quite are, tasty. All drinks are accepted here. All drinks yes, are accepted. Answer. We do not discriminate against your drinking. Um, I mean, we just I'm encourage it. now. Does that count? Yes. Yes, it yeah. does. It totally does. Me too. Um, out of my we're, we're, PG sweary mug, because I can't buy the bad ones because my youngest reads them. Oh, that's cute. But I, so I got her PG ones so she could be part of the sweary club mug, club. But uh, I don't know. Words are already hard. This is not going to go well, is it, guys? <laughs> it's going to be great. Okay. It's going to be the best so episode on- ever. So on this episode of Buzzing About Romance, we are chatting all about our book besties. Uh, Just like a book boyfriend, many of us collect our book besties. These are typically the lead female characters that we would be friends with in real life, or some of us are in love with and would like to date you. Um, Every reader has a different criteria and expectation from the heroine in a book, and sometimes we fall in love with these leading ladies, and other times they drive us crazy. So we're going to talk about what characteristics we find important, and we will, of course, be sharing book recs of some of our most favorite book besties. Some of us, I'm not calling anyone out, but some of us were not great at really minimizing down this list. <laughs> really, I'm calling myself hey. out here. I, have like I was tagged. like, I did really well ah, this time. Man. I had a For hard the- time on this one. Like, just because it's hard. It depends on the mood. Like, what kind of yes. mood are you in? Are you in like in a ride or die, like Thelma and Louise type mood? Or are you in like I want to hang out, like and watch movies type mood? It depends. Oh, and we tough. And Leah's freezing a little bit, but that's okay. <laughs> we'll give her a second. Are you with us, Leah? I'm. I froze. I'm sorry. It's okay. It happens. I was like waiting with bated breath. What's she going to say? What is she saying? Um, Okay. She's going to tell me and Louise did this podcast. She kind of is. She's shaking the dice and seeing how it rolls. Um, So what makes a book bestie? Let's talk about your criteria. What are you looking for in a book bestie? I am not calling on you people. You all have been doing this long enough. Just start jumping in with conversation. Becky, what do you look for in a book bestie? You start us off. Because you never talk first. Um, but I talk all the time, though. <laughs> I mean, come on. This is your show, you know. So <laughs> it, it is. Yeah. It kind of is. I'm pulling co-host right in. You got to say it first. 
Um, so, okay. So for book bestie criteria, I am looking for someone who is accepting of their own faults that, um, has an mm -hmm. open mind, um, willing to <coughs> look not, I do not want a doormat. I do not want someone that's like, treat me like shit and I'll love you forever. You know, I don't want someone like that, but I also want someone that is going to be forgiving and understanding, you know, because sometimes I'm not the best friend type person. I am not great at continually keeping contact and conversation. I get lost in my own world. So I just, I need somebody that when I say, listen, sorry, I haven't talked to you in six months. Um, it's gonna be like, it's okay. We're still friends. We're all good. So, um, so I need someone that has a backbone, but also, uh, is able to forgive when I screw up. So anyway, what do you look for Katie? Um, for me, I I'm, I'm with you on the not being a doormat thing. However, I will say I, I am a very like fierce and loyal friend. Um, don't fuck with me. Like, do not dick me over. It will not end well for you. Um, but I have a very open style of communication. So my book besties, while they may struggle when they're feeling insecure, are pretty, pretty communicative. Like that's important to me because I like to know that we're either on the same page. And if we're not on the same page, I know what page you're on and you know what page I'm on. Um, and I like a little like mischievous, you know, I, I'm, I like pranks. I like being the loudest. I like laughing. So I, it's it, laughter is a, like a founding, like a, the foundation of most of my friendships. And, um, I think, uh, it's, it's so hard because I feel like, you know, the criteria can just change with a book bestie versus like an in real life bestie. So I'm kind of trying to, you know, find that balance. Um, but I, I will say this too. I gave my friends a gift last year for their anniversary. So, you know, that app cameo where you can like pay a celebrity to give them a shout out. Right. So I did for one of, one of their really random favorite celebrities. Cause they have their own podcast that they talk about movies from their childhood. So I got Sinbad. I'm sure people know who he is. So yeah. I had him do like an anniversary thing and they, they, you know, played it. It's part of their theme music now. And they called me the Leslie Nope of giving gifts. And I have never a worn a badge of honor more than that. I'm like, try me. I will find the perfect that thing. That is one of the best you. compliments Amazing. you could ever have. I was so flattered. So, I mean, it's, it's like a Thelma, Thelma or Louise ride or die. Like I just love a very fierce, loyal, loving friend. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Sadie, Leah, jump in. Give us your criteria. Um, I, of course, don't really have criteria because I'm me. Um, but I do have <laughs> categories. Categories. Uh, categories. <laughs> uh, there is not a doormat amongst mine, but I think the overarching theme for all of them is that they're unapologetically comfortable in their own skin. And they may not start that way in a story, but that's part of their arc is that they grow to be so comfortable in themselves that their confidence just kind of glows out of them. And mm -hmm. I, I love watching characters do that. I think it's something that 
is wildly endearing, but it's also really relatable, especially when women are always forced into boxes and watching these women break out of these boxes or just say, that's, I'm never going to go in there. Thank you. Thank you. No. <laughs> and I, I love those characters. I also have the girls who just give me all the, all the flutters because they're so cool. <laughs> the, that's the a vagina category. <laughs> the vagina flutters. Mm-hmm. What about you, Leah? What's your um, criteria? I just, I want somebody who like, I think that they will be super supportive of every decision that I make, whether it's good or bad. Like (laughs) they would like, whether they agree with me or not, like if they think it's the dumbest idea, but they're still like, if this is really what you want to do, you do it and you do it good. Like, because (laughs) I feel like that's a great, like, that is one of the things like, uh, like real life friends, like my best friend, like whether we make a dumb choice or not, she's like, I don't agree with this, but let's do this. Like, let's this let's is fucking be fun. go. <laughs> yeah. They'll be in the backseat next to you of the cop car. Yeah. It's like, you want that <laughs> ride or die. That's you all like, are for me. Well, this is true. I mean, that's how we ended up here. <laughs> right? No, right? I say we're sitting I here got an for I- this reason. I got an idea <laughs> and you all were like, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Okay, so something that came up in conversation actually when the mister and I were talking about book besties. So when you read a book, I typically, I think it's harder for (laughs) us to find book besties than it is for us to find book boyfriends. And I think one, it's just because we are all, as women, we tend to be more judgmental of other women. But also a lot of times I personally cast myself in the role of the lead female. Mm-hmm. And so therefore it can, I, the ones that I tend to bond with are the ones that are more similar to my natural personality. Mm. Do you agree? Disagree? I think in some aspects, but at the same time, like I will go into a book and if there's like a, like two best friends, like the heroine has a best friend. I'm like, I want to be friends with them. Like I want to be in their friend group. Yeah. These are the type of people that I want to hang out with in real life. Mm-hmm. So I see what you're saying, but at the same time, it's like, I look at that secondary aspect and how they are with their friends in the book. And it's like, do I want to be a part of this or don't I? Mm-hmm. I would say I do something probably similar to that when I'm reading, but I also, I don't want to break up the couple because HEA is what we're all about around here. I can't break up that HEA. Gosh, I don't want to be a homewrecker. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same way, except when I do imagine myself in that cast in the in the role of the lead like heroine I'm thinking I do that especially go back to the book boyfriends episode that's where I'm like yeah I could be any of them yeah I think that <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> I think that's the big thing like if you see yourself like if you see that hero as your book boyfriend you're more apt to put yourself in the heroine's shoes but if he's just mm-hmm. like an eh, a freaky Nico you don't see yourself as Becca right you just see yourself freaky as Nico. like a side person who's watching the chaos happening. Right. right. Well, the stranger that's running up to dick punch him. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you, so our book besties, do you think your book besties represent characteristics that you have in your real life besties? Probably some of them. Yeah. Some of them. Yeah. Like the, the, the very independent, headstrong ones that I've chosen and like um 
you know, they come with a sarcastic or a dry wit. Like my, you'd look at my group, my six best friends and you would never think to put them together necessarily. Cause we've got some big softies and we got some hard ass bitches in that group <laughs> and you got class clowns. Um, so I feel, yeah. <laughs> um, so I think that that definitely lends to who I identified as my book besties in comparison to my real besties. Like there's definitely some, some big similarities. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Leah. I mean, I guess not. I'm at this point though in my life where like a lot of my best friends or like friend, like mom friends so it's a different dynamic when I'm reading a book where there's no kids. So like, mm. yes, I kind yeah. of see similarities here and there, but most of the people that I hang out with all have kids around my kids' age because those are the people that we are around the most. So it's it's a definitely a different dynamic in my scenario, <clears throat> being a mom and being like mom friends with other people. Yeah, I can see that. And it's strange too, when, you know, a lot of these books that we're reading, these are single individuals that do not have children. And so mm. you have to look back and think, okay, you know, was that how I was when I was 20? Cause I mean, I have moments cause you know, midlife, whatever now, um, <laughs> I have moments like, was I that stupid when I was 25? And then I yeah, remember I have yeah. the same thought process. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, we I was married were. already for two years when I was 25. Three I years. was married at 25. But also, we drank a so lot and like, didn't have babies. I yet. was married at 25. Yeah. Oh, I'm a late bloomer. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We still love you. Um, so All what, ages about, are valid. <laughs> what about you, Sadie? Um, do you feel like your book besties represent some of your besties in real life or similarities? Uh, it's. I was thinking about that as you are all saying... <sighs> Um, it's funny. I think once upon a time, probably, but as my friends became mom friends with each other and I didn't step into that role with them at the same time, I sort of lost my peer group and I ended up in this other peer group of amazing women that I never would have normally run into or created a bond with. And so I think now it actually is probably even more true. Like these are people that I've more chosen. Like I seek them out. Mm. Um, and I seek out people who will like be in the back of the cop car with me or at least build <laughs> me up and support me. And like, I mean, one of them has become a listener of the show. She barely reads and barely reads romance and she's <laughs> new to romance. And she's just like, so supportive. She's like, I have a sticker from you and it's on my, my mug. And like <laughs> that sort of energy I definitely see in some of these women and I really enjoy that. Yeah. Um, and I do think that in our time of life, friends change, you know, Leah talked about how her moms are mostly mom friends now with my kids being older <laughs> and teenagers, my friends are very different. We're friends now with people that, uh, don't have children or, you know, don't plan to have children in their lives and, um, it makes it, it's a little different socializing every once in a while, the girl child will make a comment like, can't you get friends with kids my age? And I'm like, no, those people are boring. <laughs> can't be friends. 
friends with those people. Um, As the person with someone their age, right? Well, come on, think about it, guys. We're kind of unique. Nobody drinks like we drink. <laughs> I mean, we like to pretend that we're still 22. <laughs> yeah, but 22 my brain and my body... Yeah, my brain and my body are like, bitch, you are almost 35. <laughs> you need to chill out. After I my feel the difference water. when I wake up in the mornings. Oh, yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so will a book busty... <laughs> oh, can an action or response to a situation help create a book bestie? Or is it solely personality-based? So maybe we have a character in the beginning of a book that <clears throat> we're kind of like... Yeah, their personality, mm, it's fine. It works in the book, but I don't know that I could hang out and have dinner. But then the next thing you know, she is totally like shimmying up to the window and breaking into the ex-girlfriend's house to light shit on fire. Um, and you're like, <laughs> that's my person. So can action Weirdo. help create a book bestie or is it solely personality? I think it's both, but... It also works in the same, in like the negative aspect because there have like been heroines that I've read and then they do something. I'm like, I don't like her anymore. I cannot mm. be friends with this person because she just does something really stupid. So I feel Especially like it if goes, it's too stupid to live stupid. Well, exactly. But I feel like it goes both ways. Like you can like be on that fence and then they have that big like, I'm like lighting it all on fire and watching it burn down and I will love this person forever. But then they, but it can go the other way too, where it's like, I love this person and then they're a dumbass. And they're stupid. And they, yeah. and they ruin it for me. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. What about you, Sadie? I, is it all personality? I think a lot of it's personality, but I, um, I also really prefer um, character-driven stories versus plot-driven stories. So I think that's definitely part of it. And I think if it's a more plot-driven story, it can be more the actions they take. Um, I would say that I have a couple on here that are characters that are in the second or third or fourth even, or like 13th book in a series. And so you've seen them grow for a long, long time. And hmm. so I think that that's, also comes into play like I can see a character as a side character be like you are the worst and then I get to their book and I'm like oh I was wrong oh You're lovely. just kidding <laughs> um and so I think I think it really depends um but I will say that if any of them make a like make a snap judgment or can't reflect and can't communicate and that's like the basis of like the third act breakup I'm over it they, they get cut from the list, cut from the, t they're no longer a co-player. No they're co not a co-player. They lost their status. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Co-players. Will a book bestie lead you back to a, to reread a book? A hundred percent. Definitely. Oh, Especially yeah. if I'm feeling shaky in myself and I'm like, I need my girl to build me back up. Like, Bring me the bring me the gospel of Lady Felicity Faircloth at this moment. Yeah, like especially because you know the comfort reads of the book boyfriends. These are essentially the same. And if there's a good like male MC, then I'm like, there there's nothing there's nothing wrong here. Like this is we've got a perfect 
female and a perfect male. So give me that again and again and again. <laughs> I just feel like we naturally collect our book boyfriends, but we as the readers of romance don't give enough voice and thought to the leading women in the mm-hmm. books. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And but so I think there are those few that really, really stand out. And though like and it's not always it, like those are the ones that like sneak up on me. Like I'll read a book and be like, I absolutely adore this heroine. And I like but I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. Absolutely. They're like the unsung heroes. Yeah. I would also <laughs> say that I think part of that is uh we as readers are reading to to hear something different. A lot of what probably our female heroines think are we have a bajillion thoughts a day. So we probably have similar thought lines and Mm -hmm. it might be more refreshing to read the heroes, but I know that I have done, I have tried to like talk more about heroines and people are like, Oh, but the hero in this. And I'm like, yeah, but. (laughs) Right. I just think it's giving more voice um, to the leading ladies because you wouldn't have a full story you wouldn't have this profound connection to the book if it didn't have both characters in it. So we right. have to give mm-hmm. equal billing. Mm-hmm. Though it does make me wonder if that's why sapphic romance is less popular. Which, fuck that. <laughs> because it's it, it's therefore Tell the two women. Katie. Yeah. Sorry. I hate, no. I, I hate, that's a, that's a real narrative and I, it's gross and I hate it and I don't accept it's really, it. It's really frustrating. Yeah, But I think that we are seeing, you know, but I think we're seeing that too. And even own voice male, male romance, you know, they're less popular than the ones that are written by middle-aged white women. So. And that's a travesty. Don't get me started. Um, Cause you know, <laughs> I'm still stalking a certain couple of authors. Like, Cause he's so freaking adorable. Yeah. But Roan too. Like I talk to her almost every day. I mean, honestly, because she's our friend the coolest she said it on the podcast it's true podcast she said we were her friend and she put it on instagram (laughs) so it's now now becky's ringtone as well (laughs) (laughs) do you think we can just that like just that little snippet and i can use it as like an alert on my phone we might be able to yes leah i am your friend (laughs) by road (laughs) yes leah we don't have girl crushes on any of our past guests. We promise. We're not scary. Okay. So let's get to our at all. Like let's us. get to our book bestie list. Um okay. Start at the bottom of the list, saving your number one pick for the final Wait, how many are we doing? Are we just doing top five again? Yeah, because you didn't tell me to put these in order either. Six, seven. Yeah, they're not in order. Eight. How many does everybody have? I have eight. I have seven. I have seven. Eight. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten. Sadie has a separate category. Well, Sadie, your separate category will get special notice. We will okay. highlight that. Okay. okay. So then I There's... only have nine. Okay. <laughs> so seven seems to be a number that we all have. Okay. Right. Okay. I can do okay. that. So let's start with number seven. Here is the number seven book bestie. We're going to start with Leah then Sadie, <clears throat> then Katie, then Becky. Okay. Ready? No, number no. All right. Number yeah, seven on your list, Leah, who you got? Okay. I have Janine from Winger by Samantha Whiskey. She is, 
She owns her own restaurant. She is a boss bitch who is like in, totally in control of everything. Like it's a accidental pregnancy slash secret pregnancy type situation in her book. But she does not let this slow her down. And she like there's this friend group in the first three books where it's like, I want to be part of that friend group. Like I want to hang out with these women. Like they are tight, but open and honest and without fault and no filter whatsoever. I like the no filter. Okay. <laughs> Sadie, who's your number seven? Uh, number seven is kind of a weird one from actually Daisy Bowman from Scandal in Spring by Lisa Klipas. Uh, it's not the most popular Wallflowers book, but Daisy is unapologetically herself. Yeah. And no one wants her to be herself. And they frequently tell her that. And people undermine her judgment and people try and force her to be someone she's not. And she just doesn't. Just does <laughs> it. it. Give zero Fs. And she's sunshiny <clears throat> about the entire thing. It's quite amazing. amazing. I love her. Okay, Katie, who's your number seven? Um, I'm going to go, I'm starting with Maddie Crew from The Hellions Waltz by Olivia Waits. Um, she, like Sadie said about Daisy, she is unapologetically herself. She knows her GD worth, okay? She is, she's very smart. She's very talented. And she's also like, she's like, I know I'm fine. Okay. And I know, you know, I'm fine. So let's get it popping. Okay. Like she's, I, I just, let's I just love poppin'. her. Like she, she's, I mean, not at any point. Like she, she has, she second guesses herself only in matters where she's considering other people. And she really doesn't even second guess herself. She's just, she's so self-aware she's taking into consideration other people's feelings and <coughs> she i mean there's a heist in the book and she's mass masterminding it all she's just amazing legend yes um so my number seven will be <laughs> Susie denton from not planning on you by sydney landon she is a book two in a series of a friend group a found family she wears high heels and leopard print miniskirts, but she is the vice president of a division of marketing for a tech company, and she plays by her own rules. She, The guy pursues her. Her love interest, Grayson, pursues her, and she tells him all the time that they are not in a relationship. She is not interested in a relationship um, <laughs> and slowly ends up in a relationship. <laughs> uh -huh. One of the best ones when it's but he's like, on you does it in a sneaky way and she like has this realization of like damn it he's my boyfriend and then she's <laughs> mad about it but she's just super cool and it's in a friend group and she's totally the friend that pushes and encourages her friends to go for it like you like him go for it get yourself up there on tinder and swipe you know swipe right and meet him <laughs> and you know do your things i'm sure i swiped the wrong way because i don't know what tinder is really but anyway um She's just, she's hilarious. And it's such a great series of books. I highly recommend it. Okay, Leah, give us your number six. Okay, number six, I have Rebecca from Brooklyn Air by Serena Bowen. It is part of her um, hockey series. And Rebecca is the personal assistant to the owner of the team. And he is kind of a scatterbrain in a sense. And she 
takes control and like steamrolls his life into organized <laughs> chaos. And I just, I love the fact that she is unapologetically like in charge of everything in like the entire hockey world of that series. And she takes the reins. Like if he didn't have her, then he would, he would flounder. So she is, she is this intense, but sweet character who he finally opens his eyes like and sees this is what I've been missing out on. Okay, Sadie, you're number seven. Or six, six. number six. I lied, number six. Uh, this one's going to be exactly not a surprise. <clears throat> Willa from Only When It's Us by Chloe <clears throat> Lease. I love me a grumpy heroine, um, but I also just really liked her process and her frustration with emotions and trusting that the other person is going to be there to catch you. Um, that's something I've always struggled with. So I really connected with her about that. But I also just think that she uh, would be wicked fun to party with. I think she would be <laughs> wild. <laughs> uh, Katie, number six. Um, it's going to be Hyacinth Bridgerton for me um, from uh, specifically it's in his kiss. Um, that's her book. And um, because of course, at the beginning of all of the Bridgerton craziness she is a child um the youngest <clears throat> but you know right off the jump that she is all seeing you think Eloise sees everything Nene Hyacinth does and she's she is too smart for her own good for me she outshines the hero in her book like tenfold and I she agree. continues her whole life with her friendship with Lady Danbury. And I think that is the most endearing shit ever. Like I, she's, she's so quick witted. She's so smart. And she's also kind of like at that point in her life, when she, she does meet her match, she's like, okay, well, my siblings have done it all. They have covered the gamut in the insanity. So uh, who cares? Yeah. I just, I just love her devil may care attitude mm -hmm. and, um, just, she's such a little imp and I love that <laughs> she's, she's, she is one of the best and that people get so hung up on those first couple books. I'm like, yeah, but you gotta get to Hyacinth because she is so great. Yeah. I loved her book. I thought her book was one of the best in that Gareth series. is whatever. She is amazing. Yes. She does shine in that book. Mm -hmm. So my number six is Gretchen Perry from Beauty and the Billionaire. This is from the Billionaire Boys Club number two by Jessica Clare. It's an older book, but it is hilarious. It's a Beauty and the Beast kind of retelling. He <clears throat> has some facial scar from a fire, um, an oil well fire that he was in. Uh, she is redheaded, sassy, and taking on the world. She has zero time or patience. He lives a recluse and he, she goes to work as his PA and he lives in this mansion and he's all like, you know, keeps everything dark. And she's like, this is shit. We're turning the lights on, buddy. And she just totally forces him out of his hiding and is like, I don't care what you look like. We're getting this crap done. Um, and she just doesn't have any patience for him and totally sassy redhead. Like... I love a and sassy I'm like, redhead. Yeah. I mean. No, duh. Hello. We have a, we have a token sassy, sassy redhead. redhead. <laughs> right? Uh, 
Uh, Leah, you're number five. Okay, so my number five is Kate Sheffield from the Viscount Who Loved Me. Yes, Kate. Which it's funny because when I saw Katie's like list, I was like, oh, we're Bridgerton and everywhere. Uh-huh. But Kate, like, she is this character who just she just doesn't care. Like, she is against everything that Anthony stands for and like wants nothing to do with him. But at the same time, like, she just can't help herself. And I love the fact that she, like, he's kind of a tool. He's a, a little bit of a douche nugget. Yeah. She, she puts him in his place so eloquently without fail all the time. And I just love the fact that she she doesn't care that he's a Viscount. She doesn't care that he's a Bridgerton. Like, she is not going to allow him to be this giant, like, idiot and mm. seduce the people yeah. around her. And I just love the fact that like yeah. she she doesn't care. Like she's like, this is not how things are gonna happen. This is the way things are gonna be. But then she puddles for him just a little bit. But not yeah, in a bad well. way. Yeah. And she has an attack of Corgi. Yeah. <laughs> Sadie, who's your number five? My number five is Fallon Hardigan from Tomboy by Avery Flynn. I do love Ooh, Fallon. Another I I do love Fallon. <laughs> um but uh, again, a grumpy heroine. She's kind of prickly. She's kind of stuck in her ways. But she also has been stuck in a box. And she's a tomboy. And therefore, she can't like feminine things. And if she likes feminine things, then she's not being who she is. And she really struggles with that. And I really love watching her just thrive, learn to be more comfortable in her skin. I um, say, but she I also love that she likes. Yeah. It's so great. And she's literally skateboards up to family dinner. Yes. <laughs> just like, she, I just love it. She's, um, she's also, I think one of the only heroines I've ever heard described as muscled, like mm. other than Willa, who's like an almost professional athlete, like Fallon yeah, yeah. is a nurse and she works physically hard and she's described as having muscles and it's still sexy. Yeah. And I think that's really yeah. important because I, all bodies are beautiful and wonderful but she is the, I think, at least the first one that I ever read that was like, got a six pack, has arm muscles, yeah, and, and is I still can sexy. Only, and we know how much I read. I can only think of one other heroine that I have read that was described as muscly. And, you know, there's a scene where she talks about lifting weights and stuff. And that's one of Jacinda Wilder's books in the Dad Bod Construction, book four yeah. in that series. She's described like with her muscles. So we got and, three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great. Okay. We're going to start looking for those now. Um, yes. Katie, who's who's next on your list? Um, it's going to be Dr. Sloan Copeland from Rafe um, because we've got a, and I am totally blanking. I, I think she's a neurosurgeon. Is that, I yeah. So she's top of her field, single mom, black woman, twin daughters, and she, I mean, she, she has her shit together, but she also realizes like, man, I could use a break, enter the buff male nanny Rafe. So those two are just, they're, they're utter perfection to me, but Sloan just being so confident and smart and self-assured and knowing that she can do all of the things all of the time, but also being like self-aware enough to know that like 
she's been running on fumes for most of her children's life after her marriage ended. I just, I, 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 I like a strong, smart, knows her worth woman, but also knows too when she might have kind of extended her reach and she's really tired and is, isn't too proud to ask for help. Basically. I just, Oh, she is. That book is pure perfection. Honestly, still have to read that one. And honestly, they're their friend group. So like Zenny too, like Mm -hmm. their little text group. Like I, I love them all. That is what that, yeah, that, that group really too. So I love that book. That is definitely a worth a read. Um, yes. Caroline, my next one is Caroline Abbott from save the date by Monica Murphy. She, um, so part of what I love about her is she actually meets the heroine when he is ordering wedding invitations with his current fiance. Right. So the, but then like less than six, six hours later, he is canceling the invitations. Like they get into a blow up and um, at, the, at the prologue and then the book starts a month later. Um, so there's time because she basically, after he leaves, she calls out, calls him out for being like, you, she was a bitch. And she talked to you like horribly how, how do you not stand up for yourself? Why are you marrying something like that? And I guess they didn't meet. They had been friends. He, the guy was a friend of her brother's. So it's brother's best friend kind of situation. Um, mm. But I just loved her because she is not afraid to look the hero straight in the face and be like, you're stupid. Calling him out on his <laughs> bullshit, forcing him to pay attention to things that are important. Um I don't love him in the book, but she makes the book because she's just so clear to be like, you aren't going to treat people like that. You, no one's a second thought. If you're with somebody, they're a priority. Um, and you must treat everybody kindly. You can't act like you're better than everybody else. So that's, I, that's why I like her because she's just kind of like in the book, she's like a shopkeeper and he's a billionaire and she's like, I'm better than you are because I'm and nice I don't care that you have money so. because you're an idiot. <laughs> right. Right. Um, so, okay. Who's number four for you, Leah? <clears throat> okay. So my number four is Cassie from banking the billionaire by Max Monroe. So Cassie is unapologetic. I can't say that fucking word tonight. Unapologetically. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Too much. We're just going to skip it. She is 100% like, in charge of her life and her chaos and has no question about who she is and how she acts. And she, she does what she does and she says what she wants to say. And she could give two shits about anybody around her. And I think it it is, she's one of those characters that you read and you're like, I want to be her when I grow up. Like Mm. I want to be able to just look at somebody and say, fuck you. Like, I don't like you. She doesn't say that, but like, you know, she's the type of person that would say that because she's just so confident and content and she, her and her best friend are just these two wonderfully like open and chaotic. It actually makes me think of like us sometimes when we get into those modes where like we just say whatever like comes to our minds and 
we don't even care. And it's, but there's never like a bad moment. Like, yes, like we might say something offhand that isn't necessarily like the best thing, but nobody takes it like to heart because you know, like we are just saying it because we are in that moment of chaos, like in our minds and we need to get it out there. But she, she is 100% natural and self-confident and she is who she is and she has no qualms about it Mm. i like that that. Uh, okay uh sadie over there i'm like making her pick her favorite children over there yeah (laughs) i've actually added to the list as we've been talking to so it's a good thing you made me pick no i keep doing that too um okay uh, my next one is Clover from Her Naughty Holiday by Tiffany Reich. I think that's how you say your last name. Mm-hmm. Um, so Clover is a 30-year-old virgin and makes a power move to lose her virginity. And it's awesome. And it ends up, it has some big dating. But I think what I also love is that she is capable she owns her own business that is being bought out for millions of dollars at 30 years old. She loves what she does and she is very comfortable and like kind of earthy. And then her family still can make her question herself, mm. which is just so relatable because the yeah. people that can undermine you the most, even if they don't mean to, even if it comes from a place of them trying to be supportive, can be your family. And I just loved that she could be both wildly confident and totally fall apart because of her family and Mm -hmm. that's so brutally honest um I mean I love that whole book anyways it's a great read but yeah Clover is just she's really I I felt her really deep in my heart Mm -hmm. it's interesting when you can connect with someone like that and then it also makes you like realize things within your own life too like I'm a very harsh self-reflection yeah yeah I'm a badass but then you know one of my siblings can do something and then you're like yeah and like like badass. Leah just said like there's the heroines that are our book besties because we want to be like that and we want to grow up to be them and then there's ones that make us look in the mirror and be like I don't this is me I don't need to let I don't need to let this happen to me I know this is what happens mm-hmm. okay Katie Katie over there what's who's number four on your list Words are getting harder. So I'm getting <laughs> oh my tired. Um, anyway, it's fine. <laughs> this this is gonna be it's gonna be Danny Brown from Take a Hint, Danny Brown by Talia Hibbert. This is one that I initially, when I started reading the book, I was like, wow, I don't know if I'm gonna enjoy this. And I ate my words so quickly after that because she is so she is so wildly brilliant and chaotic all at the same time. She's got, you know, she's so focused on her career that a lot of her relationships are just falling away and she may not, she's, she's kind of like a cut and run. Like if she thinks that she's going to lose somebody, she's going to cut them off first and run, Mm -hmm. even though that might not be happening. Um, But she would rather make the call on the loss instead of getting hurt herself, which Yes, I can absolutely relate to that. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, I mean, she's just got this, this crazy, chaotic, witchy, fun energy, bisexual energy. She's just, she, she, she sees a chance with Zaf and she takes it. 
And she also is doing it too, because she sees that it could potentially help him. Um, and then the whole time she's fighting, falling in love and caring for somebody on a deep level because she's been burned before. Again, I freaking get it, sister. Like, yeah. you know, I just, she's, she's probably one of the ones on my list that I can most relate to in, in very certain, like, emotional aspects um because she's way cooler way more <laughs> career driven like she's got all these amazing things going for her but she's so hyper focused on other things that she lets a lot of important shit fall behind so but she's still very loyal to her family and to her very very best friend so yeah okay so my number four is mallory from the catastrophe queen by emma hart this girl is a freaking hot mess like the meat cute in this book she's wearing day-old pants and her old underwear she almost gets hit by the hero's car and her day-old underwear fall out of the bottom of her pants <laughs> and he picks them up and tries to hand them to her then come to find out he Love is she's, she's interviewing with him for a job oh dear god <laughs> he's like the head uh, real estate broker for a real estate agency and the her life is a mess she's moved in with her mom and dad her great aunt and her grandfather live with her mom and dad her mom and dad have reached middle age and decided that they're just going to have sex anywhere in the house so she has to call home in order to make sure that they're not doing naughty stuff and the, no the great aunt just says whatever comes to her mind <laughs> Through the entire, through the entire book. And you want Mallory, to be her when you grow up. I do want to be her when I grow up. But Mallory just starts taking on the great aunt's persona too. And just starts saying whatever. She has like verbal di diarrhea like constantly throughout the book. And I'm just like, yep, that's my person. This is, <laughs> this is my person. <laughs> it's such a great, funny story. Um, and you just, you feel bad for her, but you're also like, yeah, if she's a hot mess, then yeah, I, I, I've been this person. I mean, underwear's never fallen out my leg, but you never know. I can't say I've had that underwear, but I have had the dryer sheet fall out. The dryer sheet, a sock. Oh, I've had, I've had underwear fall out of my sleeve before. So <laughs> Your sleeve? Well, you know, the laundry. Sure. And I was, I was At least I was like, clean then. Yeah, That's it was true. clean. And I was like, who left their underwear in the parking lot? It wasn't me at work. <laughs> <laughs> but, like i'll just leave that pair there i don't need them that badly okay <laughs> those so, look like mine <laughs> so um we're starting to run a little long so what we're gonna do is is you're gonna give us three and two together and then we'll go back around for one but you gotta okay. get your descriptions in <laughs> nippity snappity yeah i don't want to have it snippity snippity snappity not okay. a thing Okay. okay. It is a thing. So <laughs> my three and two are Sutton Olson from Breaker by, and it's by Harlow Ray. She is just this, she finds the good in her hero. Like he is this broken, damaged character, and but she sees him as a whole person from the get-go. And she tries to encourage him and bring that out of him. And like, I just love the fact that like, she sees all of the good in Grady, no matter what happens. And then my number two is Becca from Only One Touch, because I just love her. She is this intense, like, 
smart, sexy, stunning woman. What, Becky? I think she loses some of her smartness because she forgives fucking Nico. She does. But it, but we, I can forgive that because she's so freaking awesome. She is badass and she saves that book, but she saves that book. If it was not for Becca, she still fell in love with him. She did. But you can't, the the heart wants what the heart wants, Becky. I'm not saying, I'm not fighting that. Anyway, you're taking my time. Sorry. Sorry. But she, she is just so focused and strong and she is so capable of everything that she does nico notwithstanding like yes they have a great relationship but he's a dumbass and we don't need to talk about that anymore but like yes she has her faults but you cannot forgive like you cannot like you just have to love her even for her faults okay now sadie three and two all right, three. Selinka Derev from Alpha Night by Nalini Singh. You know it was going to show up somewhere, guys. We did. We knew. She is an alpha. She literally is the alpha of a wolf pack. So she is literally the most badass bitch in her group. Um, and she has to be really careful with her dominance, but she also so needs someone that she can let down her dominance with and just be herself instead of caring for everyone around her. And I really loved how strong she was, but also how willing to be vulnerable with her one person. Um, and I think that's really important. My second is Florence from Prince of Broadway by Joanna Shoup. Mm. Girl is awesome. She- Fuck yeah, Florence. Um, fuck yeah, Florence. Uh, she <laughs> hooks up with a much older dude. She decides to learn how to, she goes out and professionally gambles to raise money for charity because why not? Why not? Why not? Um, and then she, spoiler alert, doesn't get married and have babies. That is not her HEA because that's not who she is. And it would be weird if it was. Mm-hmm. And I just really love that she just, that's not who she was. And she never needed it to be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Katie, two and three, three and two. Um, okay, so three was two people already. And I'll just, I'll keep it really, I'll keep it really short. It's because I just read it. So it's, it's Freya Bergman and Rooney Sullivan from Chloe Lee's book three and four. Um, Freya, God bless her. She's, her story is a marriage in crisis. I, I just, she does not, um, she does not concede. She, she finally starts to figure out what, you know, where her worth is in her marriage. And she's not going to forgive Aiden as easily as he hopes. Um, and she's learning how to deal with a partner who has really severe anxiety. Hi. Um, so seeing myself in her and in Aiden was crazy. Rooney, same thing, knowing, knowing her worth and learning how to tell people no is fucking hard. And Mm -hmm. when she's not okay, she needs to tell people. So they're both dealing with like emotionally stopped up men. And I just, I love the way that, that it's handled in those books. And number two, um, Spring Lee from Wild Rain by Beverly Jenkins. She is the coolest, probably the coolest heroine I've ever read in a book ever of all time. She, um, you know, marriage wasn't ever in the horizon. Children were never in the horizon. She is a living alone in Wyoming, female rancher, wears pants, wears a gun belt, does all the manual labor, drinks whiskey. She's just cool and confident and smart and capable. I just 
love her to pieces. You guys just she did a actually, quick shot, right, for this one? We did. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that was on my Corset and Crown. And she, yeah, on Corset and Crown, go listen to me scream and sing about how wonderful Spring Lee is. <laughs> so, <laughs> and Sadie. My, and Sadie. Sadie gave her mm-hmm. lots of love on that one, too. I did. Mm-hmm. Um, so, my two and three, um, two. Well, three first is Viola from Love to Hate Her by Jay Salmon. She has a backbone of steel and she is simply just fierce. And life has hit her down and she just keeps doing what is best for her to survive. Mm -hmm. And not only that, you know, she is very clear with her emotions. She could have easily taken an easy way out fallen back in love with or you know gone back with her ex that had money and is a rock star now um and just taken the easy life and allowed him to fix things and instead she fought for the guy that she truly loved who was a grouch and damaged and had a lot of baggage and she knew what she wanted from the beginning and she went for it and then in the third act kind of situation where they should have had the big breakup and she should have left and believed that he wanted her gone because of the things that had happened. She doesn't. She fiercely sits and waits for him to show up so that she can hear the words directly from his mouth. And they don't ever actually break up. Spoiler alert. He says, no, I believe you. <laughs> I know where the lies came from. I know this wasn't you trying to hurt us. So, um, but Didn't you know, you some just do a quick shot on this one. Too? Yes. Yes. Carolina, <laughs> I just did a quick shot on this one too. Um, and it was actually Carolina that said, gosh, she's kind of a book bestie. And I thought about it and I'm like, she is, she's just so fierce in this book and doesn't, you know, her mother has stolen all her money. Her best friend sells her out. Like she just keeps going and doing what she has to do to survive. She's a survivor. And I loved that. So then my number two is Clark from Wild by Sawyer Bennett. She owns a bookstore. She owns a bookstore. Enough said. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's other we cool things. We can move on to the first round now. <laughs> right. You know, she's a full, she's a real bodied heroine. She also had been kind of shamed on a reality TV show and didn't believe in love and was not interested in a relationship. And he has the hockey hero has to pursue her and tell her that she is worthy of love. And that's relatable for me, but also she owns a bookstore. So, okay. Number one, number one book bestie. Okay, Leah, who you got? I have Scarlett Bodine from the Whiskey Chaser Bootleg Spring series. She, because honestly, like in her book, I don't care about Devlin. Like he's just a mood point. Like he's just... (laughs) He's there. <laughs> but she she is this fierce, intense, like, in-your-face character in every single one of those books. Like, she is this guiding factor throughout the whole series. And I just, I love that. Like, they, yes, like, each book is a different character in a different HEA. But, like, without Scarlet, like, that series would not be the same. And I just, she is just, she is Scarlet. Like she does her thing and she is fiercely loving and just 
She's she feisty as hell. She's too. feisty as hell, but she loves her family so intensely, and like she she loves with her whole entire being. And I just I love that. Like I love the fact that like when Jonah shows up, like she pulls him in, and she's like, "He is our brother." Like there's no half. Like he is part of us. Like she just. She just loves. She loves with her whole soul and like with everything that she is. And I think she is just such a fierce, intense character throughout the entire series. Okay, Sadie, who's your number one? This is exactly not a surprise at all. Lady Felicity Faircloth from Wicked in the Wallflower by Sarah McLean. Um, I want to be her. I want to be her. Um, She picks locks. She goes through an amazing character arc about realizing what she really wants and maybe it's not the glittering ballrooms but she also just has some bde at times legitimately says um you might tell me i'm done with coven gardens but i've decided i'm not and she just shows up again and again and again she drinks bourbon from teacups and has sex on the rooftops of london and she's just awesome And when people try to make her wear black because it blends in at night, she still wears hot pink. Like, she just is her. And I aspire to that. Um, But also, she's, I'm going to say it again, picks locks, guys. How cool is that? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Katie, go on. Katie, who's your number one? Um, It is Sandra Fielding from Love Hacked by Penny Reed. So this one might also... This might be because I see quite a bit of myself in Sandra. First of all, I don't do what she does on her first dates. And she constantly is making men cry because she's like, I am not wasting my time with these jabronis. I am smarter than you. I am cooler than you. So can you match my pace? You cannot buy. So also one of her things and and her group of friends, the knitting in the city crew, like freaking love them all of them um but her thing is like graphic tees if i could show you guys my dresser right now that's all that's in there okay like i have i I got it all i got all the funny t-shirts the weird t-shirts the band t-shirts everything and her hero is younger than she is hello and you know it's meant to be it's like it's meant to be I just she's very good at her job she's very like self-aware and there's a thousand and one red flags sirens going off with Alex and and she's like okay she's she's aware of them all but she's still pursuing because she thinks that this has the potential to go somewhere and he doesn't quite let her in on all of his little secrets and his brilliance. He was her waiter at the restaurant where she made all the 30 men cry. Um, So he's been watching her while she's doing this and just slowly getting more and more intrigued with her. But anyway, I, I just think she's, she's funny and she's really smart and again, knows her worth. This is an overarching theme here. Um, I just, I, I love her. As I was reading it, I was texting my friend the whole time. I'm like, holy shit, I'm Sandra. Oh my God, I'm Sandra. Minus the like brilliant career. Um, but still, like, I, I I just I just loved her. She was she is one of the best heroines I've read. So this will come as no surprise to Leah. Um 
My number one is Abby from Every Time I Fall by Lexi Ryan. I love her. And I think I love her most because she... I love her. I love her. She's a full-bodied heroine. But what I love about her and what makes me want to be her best friend is, first of all, she drinks lemon drops like they're water. It's her job. Girl, give me the vodka. Oh, dear God. (laughs) Give me the vodka. Lexi Um, Ryan. She also, though... She hurt my liver. She hurt your liver. Um, Abby is also very clear with her boundaries. She is not afraid to stick up for herself and tell, you know, she's dating a guy and he starts to, he suggests that they go to the gym and she's dated men in the past who have tried to tell her what to eat and how to lose weight or how to exercise. He's not inviting her to the gym to work out. He's inviting her to the gym so they can get a couple's massage because the, (laughs) the masseuse is upstairs. Um, But as they're standing out in front of the gym, she's like, yeah, I don't need that. I'm not going in there. We're not working out together. And he, poor Dean, in this this situation, he's like, I'm not trying to get you to work out. I have a surprise. She's like, we're not working out. Like, I do yoga. I do what's good for me. I am not interested in your health and fitness plan. And he's a really buff guy. And he's just like, I'm not asking you to work out with me. Um... But in the book, she they do not get back together until she comes to the realization that, one, she can accept him loving her as she is. Like, she has to come to the personal understanding that she is lovable, she is desirable, and that he wants to be with her and isn't trying to change her. So she, she is the one who has to go to him and apologize and make the grand gesture. And I like that she had that self-awareness moment. Okay, so Sadie, you have a special category. I don't think anyone else I, had a special category, right? I just right? have a few that I have like legit girl crushes on, like serious crushes. Tell us um, tell us your girl crushes. Elshona from Girls Weekend by CM Nascosta. She's going to get her own stories going, like some more stories going forward. Oh, also she's an orc. Um, but that's fine. Um, Sophie and Maddie from Hellion's Waltz, just because they're both so cool. Uh, Maddie, I just go listen to us talk about that episode. I just, yeah. I can't handle it. Um, and then Jane from One Last Stop by Casey McQuiston that just came out in June. Oh God, she's like a punk rock riot girl, and she has a leather jacket and tattoos, <laughs> and it's just. It's a is thing. this ASMR? Right? As she's whispering yes. about all her sexiness here. I just learned what that word. I just learned what that is this week, guys. I'm really excited. Oh, I learned what that oh honey. Sadie has she's learned so much flutters. this week. She's she learned a lot just tonight. Just tonight just alone. Um okay, is but that that's it? it? That's my of special your category. Girls crush. Okay. <laughs> So before we close out and say goodbye to Lady Sadie and Duchess Katie, we have to do one of our buzzing about romance conversation cards. So describe your current read in the worst way possible. <laughs> in the worst way possible. Okay, I don't have so the current read. I just well, finished. What book one. did you just finish? Well, what book did you just finish? Oh. Okay, go ahead, Miss Sadie. You can go first. 
former child thief seduces possible criminal in inappropriate places. Hmm. Okay. I Do like you want to tell things. us the title of your book? It is Midnight Pleasures with a Scandal by I Lauren I was like, Heath. it's Lauren Heath. I know. <laughs> uh, okay, Katie, your turn. Who is your... Um, uh, what is the worst way possible? Suspected parent murderer seeks out what people think is an illegitimate professional woman, a bone setter, to see if she knows who killed, who really killed his parents. He's also stupid as fuck. Okay. <laughs> and this is what exactly? It's called, it's an arc by Diana Quincy. It's called The Viscount Made Me Do It. Oh, that one. It makes okay. it sound dirty. Right? It's just how Katie describes it. Um, <laughs> no, the title sounds dirty. The Viscount made me do it. Exactly. <laughs> made me do it and do it. And when you say it like that, it's... Katie's voice always sound bad when it does that. You're welcome. Leah. That's my line. Leah, describe your current read or your last read in the worst possible way. Taking advantage of a client while searching for serial killers. That's the best I got. Okay, what were you reading? I can't make Are you reading back. something with Neck of Freelia? What is happening? <laughs> no, no, no. I finished, um, hold on, I have to even look up. I don't want to get the title wrong. It's called Don't Play With Odin by Cynthia Eden. It was very uh, good and very steamy. Okay. We do like steamy. I do like a steamy. Okay, Becky, so your turn. mine is... Uh, n- over the top sensory overload nerdy <laughs> video gamer <laughs> seduces hot mess nanny. Oh. Yeah. I'm kind of sad I didn't sign up for this one now. It's really good though. I really have to say and it's it's a slow burn it's but it's really sexy. <laughs> uh, it's The Nanny and the Nerd by Krista Sandor. Mm. So it's totally my trope no judging over there, Miss Sadie. It's totally billionaire nanny trope. So, oh, and, that one's and not as Becky bad as the other loves one. a slow burn now. <laughs> I never. Um, I didn't say I love all slow burns. They have to be specific slow burns. That's a whole other conversation. Every single like tr- like one of their trope favorites, though. It's a conversation for another day. Anyway. <laughs> Katie and Sadie, thank you so much for joining us and helping us list all of our book besties. We always adore having you two come and join us. Um, ah, thanks for having a good time. Next episode, next episode of Corson and Crown will release this coming Thursday, July the 22nd. 22nd. Um, also, if you are interested in more Corset and Crown, you can follow them on Instagram, but also come join our Patreon. We have a Patreon goal that if we can meet 50 Patreons, we will launch Corset and Crown into their very own podcast. So Woo! if you love Corset and Crown, come join us on Patreon. Um, thanks, everyone. See you later. Thanks, ladies. Thank you. So 
It's always interesting when Sadie and Katie come join us because we talk way too much. We it do, is. but it's fun. They should come they should. back more often. Okay, so tell everyone about August Drunk Book Club, Miss Leah. So August Drunk Book Club is going to be The Holdout by Mickey Miller. It is August 14th, and Mickey will be joining us for our lively discussion. Why did you put that? Because it will be lively. be lively. He's a hoot. If you are, he is a hoot. And if you are interested in joining us, you can find details at patreon.com backslash bookcase and coffee. It is, it's a good time. It is one of the best nights of the month. I look forward to it. Yeah every month because it is a night of book talk but we don't talk about the book the whole time well and we've gone four months without an author so having mickey come back and join us we're back to having authors join us which is exciting and a treat and he's excited to get to chat with us all about being a man that writes romance Mm -hmm. so um okay so floof friday if you follow us on instagram or get our newsletter you will notice that each friday Um, we feature a different listener's floof. And this Friday, we featured listener Hannah's dog, Lola. It was so cute. She shared it to Instagram and she's like, look, Lola's famous. I know I saw Um, that. If you would like your floof featured on our Instagram feed, you can email us at leah at bookcaseandcoffee.com and we will let you know what all we need from you so that your floof can be featured on our social media. So, mm-hmm. you know. So, and then July sizzling summer book discussion is coming July 29th through the 31st in both our romance book hive on Facebook and our discord channel. We have chosen a few books to talk about. So for contemporary romance, we have chosen irresistible by Melanie Harlow. It is part of her Clover overly Farms. Cloverly cleverly farms series um the romantic suspense is lost recovery by Gemma westbrook and that is a darn good book um the sports romance is hard pass by sarah nay we have our dark romance is dark russian angel by odette stone the sci-fi romance is the ice planet barbarians by ruby dixon and our sizzling spicy summer read is one hot italian summer by karina sexy town sexy temp it is she writes a sexy book um deal in the buzz every week we provide you with a list of books that are on sale for 2.99 or less and there are always a ton of 99 cent and free books you can find these on our website um the list is posted every saturday so if you are interested in expanding Mm -hmm. your tbr but you don't want to spend all your money check out our list because seriously tons of 99 cent books and good 99 cent books we're not talking like yeah and the the free ones there's always plenty plenty of free ones ones also yep let's talk about what are you reading um i am starting an arc of the right side of wrong by prescott lane it comes out um the 29th i think is the release date for that but i'm really excited for that Nixon by Samantha Whiskey. It is book one in her Carolina Raptors series. Yes, I am working on football romances because Heather and I are going head to head in September on a football 
romance draft. We have to draft our football teams. But also, um, Lindsay and I are going to do a quick shot of romance on it uh, because she needed it for Bingo Square. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's where we're at. Let's take. Anyway, we've got to film Bingo Bingo Squares. Let's go tell everybody our notable releases. Okay, so July 19th, we have Passion and Secrets in L.A., book one by Molly McAdams. Um, also, July 19th is Trouble by Tia Louise. July 20th, The Big Charmer by E.H. Lyon. That's book two in her new yes, series. in her Correct. Bossy Boss series. Yes. And then also on the 20th, Isn't It Romantic? Bromance Book Club, book four by Lisa K. Adams. July 20th, Inked Obsession, Montgomery Inc., Fort Collins, book two by Carrie Ann Ryan. Also the 20th is Jet, Arizona Vengeance, book 10 by Sawyer Bennett. July 20th, Totally Folked, Good Folks, book one by Penny Reed. July 20th, The Rookie Looking to Score, book three by Kendall Ryan. July 21st, The Secrets We Keep by Gabrielle G. Um, July 21st, Assigned Navy Seals of Little Creek, book three by Paris Winters, who is also a summer reading challenge sponsor. And let's see, July 22nd, The Edge of Chaos by Jay Salmon. July 22nd, in Saved by the Boss, New York Billionaires, book two by yep. Olivia So Hale. many good hockey books coming out next week. There's just There's good books, period. Just good books in general. Yes, book budgets out. will be blown next week. That's all I got to say. Um, yeah, seriously. Okay, so next time we are celebrating Christmas in July. Um, it's hard for us we to do are. Christmas romances in December just because we're doing year wrap-up stuff and all of that kind of thing, and it's a little mm-hmm. bit of a shortened month with the holidays. But it... It kind of worked out perfect this year, though, because the last Saturday or the last Sunday in July is July 25th. So so next time on Buzzing About Romance, we are going to be celebrating Christmas in July, Secret Santa style. A few members of our Patreon community will be joining Leah and I. Um, We put names in a hat and you had to gift your person um, your favorite holiday romance read. Um, We are then so everybody read a different book. There's six of us total. Everybody read a different book. And Mm -hmm. we are going to actually take the holiday romances and put them under the die hard Christmas movie test. And um, this is going to be an episode you do not want to miss. It's so funny because, you know, we it's six different Christmas romances. We do not have time to read six books each. Um, so it's more about taking the one Christmas romance we read and saying if it really is truly Christmas romance. And just for those mm-hmm. that are listening, particularly Meg, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Um, so. Yes. That's yes, all I'm saying. And if you don't think so. And if you don't think you're so, wrong. you're wrong. You can you can message Leah at <laughs> mugs.romance.reads on Instagram. <laughs> And tell her all the hate. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) You're just wrong. Okay, everybody. Thank you for joining us. You're welcome. (laughs) Thank you for joining us on this quick shot of romance. Um, 
Until next time. Happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.